Hello, you're welcome to Living Intentionally for God, and today we'll be talking about Who is Man. We'll be continuing our series of Who is Man podcasts, and I pray that God blesses you as you listen in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, so again, we're talking about Who is Man, and the first question is, Who is actually man? However, along with that, we'll be discussing some other things like is man a body, a soul, or a spirit? What is a soul? What does it mean to have a body? Is our body our flesh? What does it mean to have a spirit? And then we'll be tying them together as led by the Holy Spirit. And we'll also be answering the question, what is the conscience and where does it come into play? All right, so to understand who man is, the first step, I believe, is to go back to the creator of man, or the manufacturer of man to understand how to use an instrument or what an instrument is made for the best thing to do is go back to the creation or creator of that instrument so who is man or is man a body is man a soul or is man a spirit a man is a being that comprises of the body the soul and the spirit now how do we know this Again, we'll go back to creation. When we look at the Bible and we look at Genesis chapter 1, verses 25 to 27. I repeat, Genesis chapter 1, verses 25 to 27. Alright. It says... And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Now listen carefully, 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Now, the first thing that we must learn from this passage is the fact that man was made in the image of God. So to understand who man is, whether man is a body, a soul, or a spirit, in in relation to this passage, we need to understand who God is. Who God is. And from what scripture has told us, God is spirit. If we look at John chapter 4 verses 24, it talks about the fact that God is spirit and those who worship him must, must worship him in truth and in spirit. So God is spirit. If we look at Hebrews chapter 12 verses 9, Hebrews 12 verses 9, it tells us that God is the father of spirits. Talking about the fact that if our earthly fathers, if we've so obeyed them, um, why don't we then obey God who is the father of all spirits? So from what the scripture is saying, God is a father and he's the father of spirits. So God, you know, gave birth or begot spirit. And God himself begot us. And also this passage, you know, mentioned earlier that God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So if God is spirit then, or since God is spirit and man was made in the image of God, then man must be spirit or at least have a spirit component. Alright, so to consolidate the fact that 
God or man is a God made God is father of spirit and he gave that to man. If we look at the book of Luke chapter 3 verses 38. Luke 3 verses 38 tells us that an Adam, the son of God. So Adam is the son of God. God is the father of spirits. So Adam, who is the first creation of God, that is who is the first man, must have a spirit component in him. Alright, so to continue to understand the components of man, we look at Genesis chapter 2 verses 4 to 7. Genesis 2, 47. And he says, This is the history of the heavens and the earth, when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. From here, we can begin to see some components of this man. The Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. That is the body of man. That is the body of of man and breath into his nostrils the breath of life that is the spirit component and man became a living being without that breath there would be no complete man man would just be a body that is dead but because of the breath which i believe is the spirit component man is a living being man is a living being so to answer the question basically is man a body a soul of his or a spirit man is a component man comprises of those three components man seems like primarily a spirit being because god himself is spirit that is clothed inside a body and as a soul and as a soul so Understanding them better, we will now be going into each of them one by one. That is, what is a soul? What is a body? What does it mean to have a spirit? And then we'll be tying them together. Alright. So to have a body, which we'll be starting from, means to have a covering. Means to have a cover. Something covering you. Something covering you. And I would like us to look at some passages to, you know, help us understand the role of the body. If we look at Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 7. It says, The dust will return to the earth, and the spirit will go back to God who gave it. The dust will return to the earth, and the spirit will go back to God who gave it. Now, this consolidates the passage we just read. Which is talking about the fact that man was formed from the soil, from the dust, and God breathed into it the breath of life. That is what God gave to the to the to the component, to the person man. He gave him the breath, he gave him the spirit, which is the life of man. And so the dust will go back to the earth. So the spirit is like the being, the inner being, 
while the body is the covering and the body was made of dust which will go back to the earth and that is why when a man dies and is laid in the grave um sooner or later the man's body begins to turn into ash that is dust and you know um um goes away and what is left is the bones or are the bones and so the point i'm trying to make here is that the body the body of man simply serves as a cover for man serves as a cover for the essence of man so the real essence of man is not the body of man your body is just like an outer cloth that you put on just like the word body literally means when you mention body to anybody or the body of a thing what they are saying is the 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 covering of that thing yes so the body of man is just the cover of man man himself is not his body that is why you're not defined by your body that is why if a part of your body goes you are not dead or your life is not you know cut off you don't feel life leave you it's just a part of your body because your body in itself is not you you are still intact even if your body is not you know complete yes also another thing that is important for us to know about the body is that the body has its desires the body has its desires for example the body wants to eat the body wants to wants to have pleasure the body the body wants to rest the body wants to sleep um the body wants to engage in things that may not even be appropriate or are actually appropriate like sex the body wants to have sex and so these are components or these are desires of the body and at this point i would like to answer the next question or another question which says is the is, is the flesh the same thing as the body not exactly like we've mentioned just now the body has its desires and these desires were made by god so they are appropriate but the thing is when man submitted to the devil at the garden of eden when man obeyed the devil the devil gained rulership over the life of man and through the body of man and the desires of man the devil found expression evil found expression so the body in itself or flesh in itself is not the body rather flesh is the is the tendency of a man to sin the tendency this the, the tendency of a man to covet things that are wrong so what am i saying that you have a body is not a bad thing that you that you want to eat is not a bad thing that is not necessarily just flesh but flesh is that aspect that want that that wants to do things that are carnal things that are sinful it is it is appropriate for a man to have sex with his wife but when a man begins to desire sex before marriage that is an act of the flesh that is the component that that is sinful when a man begins to be a gluten and those things that and eats too much feeds too much that is the flesh aspect the sinful aspect the sinful component and that does not just deal with our bodies alone you know it also involves the mind when the mind is thinking wrongly when our hearts have gone astray so flesh does not equal body but the body and its physical desires can be a component of the manifestation of the flesh and now that is clear to us yes yeah, so another passage i would just like to use to emphasize that man is 
man comprises of the body, the soul, and, and the spirit is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 47. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 47. Alright, and he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Again, he says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And yeah, I believe that what the passage is trying to say is that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with your soul, and with your body. Because your strength is in your body. Your strength is in your body. It comes is a physical aspect. So it's with, it's, it's with your body. Your soul is not something that can be seen. Your soul is more like a spiritual component. And so saying that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Strength here is talking about the body. And even the art, I believe, is referring to the spirit. Because here, the Bible is not talking about the physiological art. That is the physical art that you can actually see when you, you know, when you cut up a man or when you go for a surgery, you can see the art of the man. And that is not the art that the Bible here is referring to. The Bible here is talking about the spiritual component. The art of a man is the spiritual component of the man. And so when the Bible says you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, your body, it is talking about the three aspects of a man that comprises him or are. And so I hope that has brought clarity on who man is. Man is not just a body, not just a soul, not just a spirit, but comprises all three. And the real essence of man is not his physical or our physical body. So what is the soul or what does it mean to say we have a soul? The soul is the emotional or intellectual part of a human being. The soul is the emotional seat. That's according to the um, Google dictionary. Another dictionary defines a soul as defines the soul as the part of a person that consists of the mind, the character and the feelings that's the collins dictionary it says the part of you that consists of your mind character and feelings i believe that the soul is the person and that is why when it comes to spiritual warfare there's a contention for the soul your soul either belongs to god or the devil when christ came to redeem us he came to redeem our souls our souls are our person our souls seem to be like our identity it's just like when you put a tag on something, our souls seem to be like the tags upon us. Where our soul belongs is the tag upon us. We are either doomed or redeemed by where or who our soul belongs to. And so your soul is that person, is the person component of you, is the identity component of you. Each human being has a soul that is unique to them. And so after life or after life here on earth, when we all die and when the resurrection comes, our souls will be alive. Our souls remain and will either be sentenced to death or to life. And so our soul is just that emotional seat, is that character, is that feeling, is that pressing. 
And I believe that usually the soul of a man is tied to the spirit of the man, which will take me into the next portion, which is what does it mean to have a spirit? The soul of the man is usually tied to the spirit of the man. And why do I say this? Why do I say this? I say this because of um, scripture that is Hebrews chapter 4 verses 12. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 12. I'd like us to take a quick look at that. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 12. Alright. And he says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. And two things we can learn from here. One, the soul is different from the spirit. One, the soul is different from the spirit. Two, the soul is attached to the spirit, usually. And that is why the word of God is the is the is the medium is the tool that pierces that separates the soul and the spirit there is no need to separate something unless they are attached together unless they are you know close together unless they can be mistaken together but because they are attached together they are close together that is why the word of god needs to separate the soul and the spirit so the soul is different from the spirit some people believe that a soul is a spirit but no they are different and i believe the reason why some people think so is because the soul and the spirit usually are attached together but the word of god as is written in scripture is what pierces even to the division of soul and spirit so the spirit is a different component of of man the spirit is a different component of man and is separate from our soul. Our spirit serves as a source through which God feeds our souls. Um, the devil, I believe, tries to manipulate and use or feed us through the body. But as we feed our spirit man, especially people who have come to believe on Christ Jesus, you are born again and what is born is not the body rather is the spirit and as your spirit is burned by the word of god you then begin to feed your spirit i mean your spirit is born you have a new man you have a new spirit man and then you begin to feed your soul appropriately as we read the word so the spirit is that is that part of us that connects with god is is that part of us that connects with God. Our spirit, I believe, is like the God nature inside of us. Because remember, we were made in the likeness of God. And God himself is spirit. God is the father of spirits. Scripture says that those who worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. Not, it's not enough for us to physically worship. But our spirits must lead the way. Because it is our spirit that really connects with God. So I believe that the spirit is that part of man that connects with God. So how do we connect all three together? Basically, man comprises of a body, a soul, and a spirit. And I believe that the spirit man and the soul 
are the real essence and person of man. And it is the spirit that is the life of man. Because God is spirit. And God breathed into man the breath of life. Which I believe is the spirit. And so our bodies serve as outer coverings. And so what can we learn from this? We must not be led by our bodies because our bodies are mere coverings, are mere clothes that clothe the real self. And that is why at the end of this world, again, our bodies will be changed. We will do away with these bodies that we are, but what we remain is the inner man. And so in all things, we must learn to develop and build our inner man and be led by the inner man, not our mere physical needs not our mere physical needs and the the key ways to do this is by subjecting our bodies by by strengthening our spirit by reading the word of god by praying and by growing in the spirit praying in the holy ghost and last question is what is the conscience and the will and what role does it play i believe that the conscience of a man is a spiritual art of the man you know, when you refer to the art in the context of, you know, spiritual matters, you're talking about that place that, you know, you know, when they say follow your art or, when, you know, when you refer to things like you're talking about that place that, you know, that seems to be the center, the center, yes, where you receive, where you, where you, where you feel not necessarily by your body, but on a deeper level. When you're when you are pricked, when you're doing something wrong, that is your art. When you get that leading to stop doing the wrong things, that is your art. And so that art or the conscience is that spiritual component. The 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 the, the conscience is the art, is the spiritual art of the man. And that is why when you you know you, you hear yourself say that my conscience was telling me not to do, your conscience knows what is right and wrong. Even though, you know, physically, they may be teaching you other things to do. But your conscience, you know, knows that I am not supposed to do this. Because your conscience is that spiritual art. And as we grow in Christ, we see that we no longer just follow a mere conscience. But we literally are following the leading of God inside of us. Because the Spirit of God will communicate to us through our spirit through our spiritual arts and i hope that with all of this we've been able to gain understanding of who man is if the man if man is a body soul or spirit what the soul is what it means to have a spirit what it means to have a body if the flesh and the body are the same and what the conscience is Thank you and God bless you.